0: Practice on the way it is. The, the important uh, insight to see the difference between the way it is and what we create, what we make out of ignorance, what we produce out of ignorance, and so like just reactive emotional reactions and and uh, <coughs> conceptual proliferations. So, these kind of things, what we produce, uh, the habitual tendencies uh, of our mind, uh, with the, it's all around the identity of a self, uh, a separate self. So that's why the contemplation of the five khandhas, the six ayatanas. Uh, to become so familiar with that as a as a kind of natural, uh, it's just the way things are. These these things operate uh, according to the the karmic laws. Cause and effect. So, but then where we can uh, liberate ourselves is not creating a self onto it, not not making not. Uh, just reacting and uh, producing uh, our own delusions onto the onto the experiences that we're having. For example, just like the cold weather, say if it gets cold, and then you then you feel uh, you feel the cold, and it, it contacts you or your body, and it's like that's the way it is. Is the, the body there's consciousness. There's a, there's a feeling, and then there's a, uh, the the contact of uh, and the sensation of cold. And then there's then if we're mindful, then we're just we're we're with that feeling. We just know it for what it is. We're not creating aversion to the cold. We don't produce aversion. <coughs> or any other thing, we just, we, we, we accept it for what it is, this way, and we begin to open to the feeling of, of it, we're, we're not just reacting, right? like going into a kind of, uh, the way we, our body language can change in the cold weather, we can just react physically, emotionally to cold weather with aversion, let's say as we contemplate the uh, Dhamma more and more, then we can... Uh, we can break these these uh, habitual tendencies, or if uh, just in in uh, relationships, when people say things that uh, and we 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 react to what they say. We can contemplate just uh, the the what people say, and uh, and we can feel it emotionally. It, it, it affects us, we feel it, say if it's praise, we feel happy, if it's blame, we feel aversion. There's this sense of uh, liking praise and, 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 and not wanting blame. But, so we feel, it. Say if somebody blames us for something, then we, we feel it, but we don't have to produce suffering, create suffering around that feeling. Around that contact that that we're experiencing, so that mindfulness is is the ability to be with with uh, with things as they are. You see that uh, the 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 uh, world of the, the natural order of things that we d- we didn't create, that is not something that that I that I made out of ignorance, but there is the way it is the 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 experiences of the the body the uh, the uh, the five kundalas namarupa salayatana, and the, the contact the pasa and vedana, This is just, this isn't, this isn't coming, this is a, this just uh, what is, is operating, let's say, before I step in and, and do anything, out of ignorance. These, th- these things are as they are. And then out of ignorance, then we, then we uh, create suffering around it. Not liking this, not wanting that, wanting something we don't have, not wanting things to be the way they are the three kinds of desire, Kamadana, Pavadana, Vipudanha, the Upadana, the grasping of desire, and then the suffering that is a result of that. Now, to really get that perspective, you have to know what what the emptiness is. To really, to contemplate the the non-grasping or the non-self. And that's why I emphasize so much the silence, listening to silence, contemplating space, contemplating the space between words or thoughts, so that you're you're consciously aware of. That which isn't uh, anything—it's just a sense of spaciousness or silence. It has a continuity. It's not—it's not arising and ceasing like uh, conditioned phenomena. So, so at least as far as our practical experience of it—it it, it has a continuity to it. So it, its uh, something, and it's something that space and silence. relaxing into into silence into the space uh, just, uh, you know because the self always creates this tension of having to there's always a the self view is al- creates this tension of having to do something get something get rid of something the self based on Avicca and the and the uh, self that uh, coming from a very competitive uh, society where the self is is exaggerated, very uh, kind of strong identity as an individual self. We we create so much suffering and so much tension in our mind, in our body. So, so this relaxing, this resting quality, but attentive, <coughs> relaxing, but being attentive. Being, paying attention listening opening the mind being receptive watching listening these kind of words and then you can you begin to 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 notice that what the self is you know how it arises and ceases and, and uh, you're not just going on an assumption that you've got a self and you, you you've, uh, and then it's based on ignorance and you've somehow got to get rid of it in order to become enlightened. It's not like that. <coughs> but, but it's this noticing, noting, observing And only you can see it. That's something that you 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 see yourself, because it's conscious. You're the conscious being. You're the you're the subject of this lifetime, as far as you're concerned. It's it's your life. (laughs) So. (laughs) <laughs> and, you're the one, and the awareness is here, isn't it? It's not, not through something. You said. I'd like to have Ajahn Sumaito be able to tell me uh, where I am, who I am, what I am, how I should practice, what I should do, what is the real Dhamma, what is the truth? Tell me Ajahn Sumato. Ajahn Sumato won't tell me. He probably doesn't. I'm going to go to Thailand and see the Arahants. You go see the Arahants, they won't tell you either. And if they do don't trust them. <laughs> 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 because the the whole point is 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 uh, is a t- develop is uh, the way of mindfulness. <clears throat> but as soon as you think you, you 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 know you think you are you have attained and don't trust that either it's not it's not that a, that whole kind of thing of of uh, grasping a sense of of being somebody who knows something is uh, is uh, a bicha so it's a very strange kind of uh, seems to you know that uh, the practice is going against all those those tendencies that reinforce a self sense of yourself. That's why it's humbling. It, it's it, it, you feel humbled by the practice rather than than uh, inflated by it. It's like like getting so used to this silence and and, and, and just this listening attentive like kind a, of a, a basic awareness, attention, listening, receptivity, and we aren't used to to doing that. we're used to concentrating on things, reading things, thinking, and the mind always going out to something. I mean, a, the condition of the mind is to always do something. You know, go out and and read something or think about something. Do something, and and I don't unless you're a paraplegic or a quadriplegic or you've got some kind of debilitating illness that keeps you from from uh, going out all the time. We tend to just uh, do that. We get caught up in the in just. Keeping busy and thinking and reading and 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 uh, concentrating on things on objects, where this this way is is isn't isn't going out but is resting in the presence, the space, relaxing, but not relaxing into into just uh, taking it easy in a way that we just uh, uh, you know think about foolish things it's not that's more that's something else but this relaxing is a resting attentive resting watching listening and then you can hear your emotions Uh, at at least I can hear my emotions the sense of myself you know the sense of my my personality what one would call one's ego I can hear it I can, you know, it's, it, seems, it seems like an object to me then it's like it's something objective it's not really me because I've, there's a listening there's an attention to it as, as an object there's like uh, somebody somebody else talking and it says all kinds of silly things and it and it and it, and, it, and it's all full of all kinds of uh, what i think what i want what i like what i don't like uh, you know all kinds of criticisms of myself criticisms of others it's just it's just chock full of of uh, this of me and mine and it goes on and rants and I can get into ranting It's, uh, and it's habit. It's, it's, it's soulless. It's not like there's anything to it, like any real essence or or soul in it. It's just uh, just a uh, proliferation, uh, hab- habitual proliferation. It's, it's nothing. It's, it, when you really observe it, it's it's empty, mm-hmm. soulless, like soap bubbles, like foam on the sea. It, Nothing much to it, but yet it can sound very, very uh, real because it, it, it can scream and yell, and it can intimidate and and criticize and rant on like a like any old tyrant or demagogue. You can feel hurt and be offended, feel sorry for oneself, you get sentimental, all that. It's just the the melodrama of of, emo- of the emotional world, but it's the listening to it, not not judging it and and just trying to reject it and uh, uh, suppress it. Nor is it believing it or following it, but in recognizing it, seeing it in terms of a mental object rather than as the subject becoming what you know when you grasp it then you become that way you become somebody who who thinks and feels like that and that's why in the in the oftentimes I, I like to reflect on time on you know ask yourself what is the past right now in terms of what is, what is yesterday at this moment when we're sitting here in the Salah, what is yesterday? It's a memory, isn't it? You remember yesterday. So then yesterday is, uh, is you know, and that's all uh, the past ever is, it's a memory. Whatever you remember of the past, it's always in the present. And then, then the, what is tomorrow right now? Tomorrow is the perception of time, isn't it? But it's not knowing, we don't know tomorrow. So, the future is the unknown. You don't, it's, uh, you can, you can speculate, you can uh, anticipate, you can expect hope, dread, worry about Mm -hmm. tomorrow, all these, these mental states are in the present, though, aren't they? They say, oh, tomorrow, I've got to do something, I don't know. That's right now, isn't it? So it's the, the sense of tomorrow and the, the unknowingness of it, because it hasn't happened yet. The, to recognize, to realize the not-knowing state of mind, to know not knowing, also as an object of the inconsciousness. don't know, I don't know, There. tomorrow is the unknown. And un- not knowing is also uh, seen as a mental object. So the known, the remembered is, is a mental object and the unknown is a mental object. And there's the knowing, the present knowing um, through mindfulness. So this, this gives you, this. if you contemplate this then you really have a sense of, of, uh, you know, timelessness, apparent here and now timeless, because uh, our the, our ego very much depends on being somebody who has a history, who, who, who was born, who has a whole uh, curriculum vitae and that we're, and that we uh, so we have a future as a person, and uh, the ego, you know, is the, uh, that whole sense of, of myself is a time condition. It depends on the illusions of time. But when there's awareness, then the, then the, the, then the perceptions of time become apparent. And then the self, also the, the the self, the ego, as as you know, like I really was somebody in the past. <coughs> Yesterday I was really Arjun Sumato. The day before that I was Arjuna. I've been Arjun Sumato for years now. I ordained in in 1966, the Summonera Sumato. Then, 1966 before that as somebody else but it was a, still the same person and so you can, you can trace your whole you know back to to uh, your uh, birthplace and the memories of your childhood and and but these are memories in the present aren't they and when when really observed and and investigated they they don't have any real substance they're not they just uh, kind of like shadows of the mind, and they have their, you know. One doesn't mean that we shouldn't have them, but we're we're looking at them. We're trying to put them in a proper context, rather than than gi- give them a lot of importance. So, so if you think you're somebody, all with with the past and with the future, then there's always something to worry about, something to fear and dread, like old age, sickness and death, or loss of the loved, and not these things are, as a person, we're, we're experienced, uh, you know, we all know that in the future, we're going to lose our loved ones, or we're going, we're getting old, we'll get sick, we'll die, this kind of but this this also is in the present, isn't it this sense of i I am getting old, but that which but that which is aware of that doesn't age, doesn't get old that which is aware that which knows things as they are, doesn't get old, get sick, or die but but we but if we're Coming from uh, the the uh, assumption that I am a real person, a personality, an ego that has a real history, and this is the real world, then then it's uh, it's just logically, you know, it's logical that I'm I'm going to get, I'm getting old, yes, uh, and I and I get uh, I'll get sick and I'll die, I'll lose all that is mine, beloved and pleasing, will become otherwise, will become separated from me. then what happens when I die? The future, isn't it? Death is the future. I don't know. Don't know. So the future, death is is the unknown. But when you're resting in the silence and in that awareness, the attention, paying attention, listening, then... That doesn't get old or get sick or die. That's not personal. That's not, that doesn't have a history. That doesn't have a birth certificate. That doesn't, uh, doesn't have any degrees from any university. It doesn't have a, any kind of criminal record. It doesn't have uh, anything. It's just the pure state of being that we can rest in and abide in when, is what mindfulness is. not Ajahn There's not anyone else in Thailand they used to uh, is to uh, talk about the conventional reality and and the ultimate reality samut and baramata sacca. So that like that when we talk we talk about I'm uh I'd like to see you at uh, 9 o'clock this morning something that's conventional reality. It you know, is just conventions of communication in, a, in agreed ways of talking in a society otherwise You say, I mean, it'd be hard to... (laughs) You're trying to think, how could we talk in a way that can completely completely eradicate the pronouns? But nothing wrong with them. Actually, they're all right. It's just it's this, you know, being so conditioned by language and so, so uh, you know, so habituated to these and and attached to the condi- to the conventions that we, you know, we just we're just victims of our own conventions. They take us over. They we become kind of just caught into the conventional world without any. Uh, without realizing what's happening. And that's why it is suffering. <coughs> Even if the conventions are pleasant enough ones, it's, they still still something in us is, is being suffocated, is being un- unacknowledged. You know. Our life is meaningless as a, as a conventional thing. then practice just that, that which is aware, just that which listens. Attention, awareness. The, the mind kind of, you feel a sense of, of just being, uh, not, not, not trying to, to find anything or focus on anything in particular, but just opening up, opening the mind. And then you you begin to feel at ease with that sense of opening the mind, that awareness. At first, it's difficult because we we think we're trying to think about it all the time, and we're so attached to thought that we we tend to to try to what is he talking about? Is this, is this it? And doubt and all these the doubt is a is a when you think a lot, then you, you doubt. You, you know, takes you thinking takes you to doubt. So. So that's why it's—they call an imminent act. It's just like this, and so then uh, you can't see it, can you? You didn't notice any change. Do you want me to do it again? <laughs> Nobody knows, (laughs) but uh, you know. (laughs) It helped, like like with the Thelidurase this past, we've been uh, practicing together, and just to try to uh, to develop more honest uh, kind of uh, communication and understanding each other and so this this kind of practice allows for this to to take place where you can open up to somebody else or to other people because you're because the mind embraces them then they're in and you're not caught in in just helplessly reacting to to things or or caught in your own ideas and your own biases. And if you are, you can see what you're doing. You, if, you know, if I have an axe to grind, or I have a... Some, I have something I'm carrying about, the there. just by in that reflection, in putting my mind in that state of openness, I can see, you know, that I've got some... something I'm carrying around about them. And so, just by that alone means I can... I, I don't have to start. <coughs> I don't have to start from a bias, you know. So if I start talking to anyone with with already with a, with some with a already with some something uh, fixed in my mind, I tend to get myself in all kinds of trouble, create a lot of uh, unpleasant, unnecessary dukkha. So then listening and uh, hearing it. So when things also. But when people are talking, sometimes they say things that you don't like to hear. No, you don't like to hear some of the things they'll say. But in that openness of mind, you can you you can accept what you, you don't you you're not trying to. You're not reacting, but you're you're feeling what they're saying. If it, what they say hurts you, you're you're feeling it. You're. Accepting that feeling, but you're not creating anything onto it. That's a very liberating uh, uh, way to to practice because you're you suddenly you know you, feel, you know you can take whatever, whatever your criticisms or or uh, things that people might have against you or, or towards you or, or resentments, and you just by understanding this kind of practice and you, you find out you can, uh, nothing to, to, uh, nothing to uh, fear, because you don't create suffering, you still feel it, it feels, it feels as painful feeling, but you don't create suffering around the feeling. This is very important, you know, in, in uh, community life, to understand how this works, so that because we do affect each other a lot, whether we want to or not, it's inevitable. All these different people living with each other, and uh, we all have the same spiritual goal, but we've also got these uh, very uh, strong character tendencies, personality, these kind of conditions. I think anyone is most frightened of being criticized. I don't know anyone that likes to be criticized or blamed for things. It's not, you know, sometimes we dread it, we fear, most of all, somebody saying, you did that wrong, or you're not a very nice person, or you you shouldn't have done that to me or you were uh, that kind of thing that we dread uh, that kind of uh, experience so so our lives can be you know how, how many of you feel just really you know suffer a lot anxiety and worry or, or feelings of being offended or hurt by life because people have blamed you for things maybe blamed you unfairly or, or y- y- you can think of, of how we blame others. You know, Half the problem is that we do it ourselves. We're very good at blaming others, criticizing others. I'm certainly good at criticizing others, blaming others, <laughs> as well as myself. So, <laughs> so this is uh, uh, something that uh, you know, is quite human uh, experience. But in that in the openness of the mind, the spacious of the mind, then we're, we're resting, we're, we're our refuge is in that which is aware and knowing, uh, listening, rather than uh, that, that, is, that's our, that is something that we uh, learn to, to trust in, to trust in that, to be in that way and then we can uh, resolve our karmic tendencies through this awareness through reflection so we don't have to live our lives always kind of trying to protect ourselves or running away from things or or just refusing to face up to things or or just feeling sorry for ourselves or Feeling life has been unfair to us, or, or you know, blaming other people for our unhappiness, and that which is what the world tends to do, isn't it? It's full of this, this blame and and disappointment, resentments, and and it and it's just you know the, the you can't resolve it. I mean, you kind of. You kind of go into maybe, I forgive you. Some people say things like, I forgive you, but I'll never forget what you've done to me. (laughs) 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 They say it with their teeth clenched. (laughs) 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 Things like that are pretty frightening. But the thing is that uh, once you see things in perspective, like memories are memories; they're not personal anymore. So, memory of the past of somebody doing something bad to you is is whatever you remember that it's always going to be like that. It's static, you know. I mean, it's a fixed thing. A memory isn't doesn't grow and change. A a bad memory doesn't change into and, and transform itself into a. Beautiful memory. A bad memory is <coughs> always going to be a bad memory. So, so you think of somebody, so, some some terrible thing somebody did to you in the past, and that's the last memory you have of them. And they didn't do anything to, to change, to give you a nice memory about them. <laughs> and you got the <laughs> then whenever you think of that person, you, that person terrible did that to me and I'll never forgive him but in this this reflective awareness on it then you can see that that is memory just it's not a person it's not it's not it has nothing to it, it's no 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 substance whatever it is what it is it, it's a memory and it's like that it has that so I remember uh, remember, say, some bad memory? Uh, still, still, you, you know, it's still a bad memory, but it's, it one isn't isn't uh, grasping it, isn't, isn't identifying with it anymore, isn't making anything out of it. We don't create suffering around it. So this bad memory comes in, you remember something unpleasant, something <coughs> terrible happened to you, it's just that, you're aware of it, it's feels like this, but you're not creating suffering. By creating suffering is you remember some unpleasant incident and then you then you oh that was unfair, that was that really uh, shattered me and, and I was distraught and I just feel so, you know, that life has been unfair to me. So we go, we proliferate, we, we create uh, this, uh, this drama around it we create suffering onto just by say some a, a memory can just start it going into a whole proliferation. But in the emptiness of the mind, and the memory comes and goes, and there is tremendous freedom in the realization that you don't have to create suffering anymore. You don't have to you're not just helpless victim. That that we can actually when we see clearly we don't create suffering, we don't make up suffering anymore. We still feel things though. So the vipaka kamma, we still you know, we have to receive our vipaka kamma, for the things we've done in the past and 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 the, the things that that uh, when that arises in the present, we feel it, it feel, it hurts, like if, if you hurt somebody and then they, and twenty years later they come and say, you've done this terrible thing to me, it hurts, but you don't create suffering. There's a difference, isn't it, between the, just the, the natural hurt and pain of life and the suffering we create around it. <laughs> And to know the difference, you see, the wisdom, wisdom and uh, mindfulness, sati and panya, I think, you know, there's such a desire to get out of pain altogether. And, uh, you know, like, I think we all, when we started, we wanted to get into samadhi states, where you just, you go and you stay in bliss for seven days at a time, going to get this really good samadhi where you can just stay in a blissful state for like seven days at a time. No pain ever, nothing, but just bliss. Unmitigated. And you get out of everything. You think, get out of the Kam of your life, everything. Remember when I first ordained in Nankaya? In I'm just going to get this samadhi. And uh, I hadn't lived such a very skillful life either before that. But I wanted to get out of it. Didn't want to have to face anything. I just wanted to. to uh, to get into a state where I wasn't, I wasn't frightened, lonely, or suffering in any way. And so, it sounded, meditation sounded really nice, you know, like, get get this train of mind. Sit there. But then, what happened was the first, so everything started just being left alone without anything to do with just started this kind of barrage of uh, memories and uh, repressed feelings, all the anger, all this uh, kind of bubbling up, exploding upward into consciousness. But I remember really hoping that I'd find some, I've mentioned about the state where I could just shut every, every ugly, painful thing out of consciousness and just live in a state of bliss and not have to feel pain anymore, not have to feel the, the anguish or despair or or fear or anxiety or worry about anything anymore and so this is, uh, and sometimes you'd have these very blissful moments you know, you just sitting there and you, you know, your mind goes into these states of bliss. And you think, you think, now I'm there, this is it. This is it. And then it, something happens and you lose it. <laughs> 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 no, like You you think, I'm going to get out of, I'm not, uh, the Vipanka Kama and that, I'm going to maybe get out of it avoid the pain and having to pay off my debts or feel life but and then that was that was a little little child that's the inner wounded inner child speaking <laughs> it, the, the wounded inner child was uh, saying I, I don't want to suffer I want I want a nice, like mother's womb, isn't it? Imagine, it's like going this blissful place where, where you're just being completely supported in a warm, loving environment, and it's blissful. Everything just kind of flows to you, you don't have to do anything, you just lay there in this warm, loving bliss. <laughs> so then, uh, but as you begin to contemplate the Buddhist teaching, you realise that that's not, that's not what he was offering, but, but a uh, teaching that would show us how to not create suffering. In, in the lives, in, in, the, in our lives as human beings, not to create suffering out of ignorance. And so like the Four Noble Truths is a teaching of how not, uh, understanding suffering its causes the cessation of suffering and how, how and the path of how not to, to create suffering onto the experience of the Vipaka kamma of our human existence. So the body gets old, but we don't create suffering around it. The sicknesses of it, the pains, the diseases—we don't create suffering around that. the uh, the The death of the body is no longer a problem. Uh, we don't create suffering around that, or the loss of loved ones. We don't create suffering around that. The uh, the changingness of of the conditioned world, we don't create suffering around that. And it's through wisdom, we, we see, we, 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 we're not, uh, uh, we, we have this, this uh, mindfulness to, to see things as they are, so we don't, we, we no longer in, incline that way. And then that's real freedom. Of the heart, because then you don't need to be frightened of things. I mean, cause we take what we get. You know, you experience life, and it get cold, you get hot, and you know, get old, you get uh, diseases, uh, loss of loved ones, karma uh, ripens, and you feel it, you hear it, you're you're with it, but you know create suffering, and so that that is the liberation of the heart because as long as we we're caught in the ego then we then we're always frightened and when I'm when I'm when I follow my egotistical tendencies I'm a frightened man I really have a lot of fear and anxiety about things as a, as an ego the conditioning of my mind is that uh, very painful uh, personality my personality is very is a uh, is you know is really based on a lot of fear and anxiety sent to myself as a person but when you can uh, uh, say transcend that, or put that as a, because the personality is an object of the mind, it is. You realize the way of non-suffering.